Dignity. Security. Freedom. Freedom. Respect. Justice. 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 Equality. Equality. Remedy. Protection. Fairness. Fair trial. Right. Will. to all of our listeners on CJTR Community Radio at 91.3 FM and over the internet at cjtr.ca. We can also be heard on SaskTel Max at channel 806 and Access Communications Digital Service at channel 700. Wherever you are, welcome to Human Rights Radio, hosted weekly by Amnesty International volunteers. Our theme song is titled 30 Words, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, written and performed by R.E.M. and a collection of musicians from around the world. I'm Jim Hutchings, and with me is my special, are my special guests, Gail Greenberg and Marion Tudor. They're here to talk about grandmothers to grandmothers, what that is all about, and what is happening soon in our community for us to help their cause. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So uh, I think there'll be some people who are very well aware of, about what Grandmothers to Grandmothers is all about, but there, I'm sure there are people who are not. So uh, would one of you care to explain just what Grandmothers to Grandmothers is? We can look at each other and decide. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary used to be chair of the group, so I'm going to hand over this introduction. All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Well, the Grandmother's Campaign is um, a part of the Stephen Lewis Foundation, and um, we are one of 240 groups across the, the country uh, who are made up of grandmothers and grandothers, we like to say. Um, our group has been going for 10 years, and our purpose is to raise funds for the Grandmother's Campaign of the Stephen Lewis Foundation. And those funds then um, go to Africa to support projects where grandmothers are raising grandchildren that have uh, raising children, not necessarily their own grandchildren, who have been orphaned by the AIDS pandemic. Okay, so we're talking AIDS. AIDS has been around for quite some time. Yes. 
why is it of particular importance in in Africa? Like, why is the focus there? Well, Stephen Lewis, you know, um, has you know quite a, an international uh, reputation. He used to be the HIV um, AIDS envoy for the United Nations, and he was there in the early you know early two hundreds. Um, when he came back to North America, um, he couldn't get it out of his mind. You know, the images he was seeing on the continent um, of. Uh, you know, children and generations of, of people with uh, HIV-AIDS um, without resources. And, uh, you know, being the kind of man that he is, he came back and started a foundation up with his daughter. So they both are uh, co-directors of uh, the Stephen Lewis Foundation. And that ultimately evolved into the Grandmothers Campaign three years later. Right. So grandmother, grandmothers to grandmothers, are you, do you predominantly have grandmothers in your group? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's called, well, we're known in, in Regina as G for G Regina, mm-hmm. grandmothers uh, for grandmothers, uh, Regina, as are the other groups throughout the uh, the province. Um, when um, the international, the 16th International AIDS Conference was in Toronto in 2003, and um, he brought over, um, actually it was 2006, Six, yeah. he brought over, um, or the foundation brought over 100 African grandmothers who met with um, a whole group of Canadian African grandmothers, and together they had their first gathering, and out of that gathering they came up with a declaration, a statement of, of intention, of uh, where they are going, what they see themselves doing, um, working in solidarity, and it's just, um, it's just grown and grown since then. So, there are some groups, though, that, that have some men involved, and mm-hmm. certainly we, we are open to grandmothers and grandothers, so uh, some of the people in our group are, are not grandmothers. Right, right. Um, I guess just to, to put a finer point on it, the situation here is um, a, a number of African countries, if not all, have re- really not come to grips very well with the AIDS epidemic there. Well, the most impacted countries um, in on the continent are in Sub-Saharan Africa. Mm. So the work that the Stephen Lewis Foundation does in terms of partnering with community um, grassroots organizations are in that part of the continent. And yes, it's a, it's a a different culture, a different society. Mm-hmm. Each country has its own mores and 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 norms and and looks at. Um, um, everything that impacts HIV and the spread of HIV and AIDS um, somewhat differently. So mm-hmm. it, it, you can't really generalize. Um, you can't really generalize. Yeah, there's, there's a fair degree or has been a fair degree of denial. I, I think I, I'm, in particular, I think of South Africa where the uh, the president uh, or some person of a fair amount of stature said, there is no yeah. a- AIDS problem yeah. in South Africa. That was up until recently, yeah. Yeah, I think they've changed their tune. Yes. Because uh, the, the need is, is dire. And, and what's happening is uh, children are, they're basically being orphaned by the disease. Yes. So Absolutely. Uh, then what do you do? And, and that's and that's what Stephen Lewis saw when he was on the continent, mm-hmm. and that continues to be one of the main issues mm-hmm. um, facing the grandmothers um, throughout the sub-Saharan Africa. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, as we all know, of course, um, the battle against AIDS is, is a multifaceted one, um, and there are a lot of things that need to be done to to stem the the tide of the disease. Mm-hmm. Um, but are are you primarily um, interested in 
in backing up the grandmothers who have sort of step in, stepped into the gap to look after the kids? Or, or um, as, do some of your funds go to, uh, say, education in, in, in so far as, as AIDS is concerned and how people can avoid it and, and that mm-hmm. type of thing? Um, I think and it's complex. Um, the the projects that the Stephen Lewis Foundation um, uh, funds are very carefully chosen, and they are mainly, I believe, where grandmothers are involved. Um, one of the things, the reason Stephen Lewis did um, set this up was that he realized how much the grandmothers were doing and how, how basically whole society would fall apart if the grandmothers didn't step in and bring up the children. But the... After ten years now, um, some of those projects are fairly diverse, and and um, although they are um, involving grandmothers, there may well be other aspects of them too. But certainly, the the main purpose of the grandmothers campaign is to support the grandmothers, but on an equal basis. Um, it's not a question of just giving them money, just sort of handing out from a top down uh, way at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the pro- the projects are well. Um, uh, documented, and there are certain criteria they have to meet before they are funded, and uh, it's very much an equal equal partnership. Well, so how often? I guess I, you, you say that they're they're documented, and so somebody must go and and, um, and do an audit, sort of yeah, thing. They have mm-hmm. field reps on, on the ground, fairly yeah. regular um, basis. Yep. So these field reps, you know, vet the projects. They ensure that they have an infrastructure that can support. Um, the receipt of funds, they ensure that they have a financial mechanism in place to disperse the funds, and they routinely um, go from project to project. When I was in Africa, uh, one of the ladies that, that uh, I had the pleasure of meeting up with was Ida, and I can never pronounce her surname, mm-hmm. um, but she's a field rep. She also has come to Canada several times to um, provide education to the grandmothers groups, um, but goes from country to country in certain parts of sub-Saharan Saharan Africa to ensure mm-hmm. that um, uh, what is being done and stated as being done is actually being done. Do you have the sense that uh, you're winning? Like, is there, what, what would you say the trend is there now? From- oh, yes. You know, when you look at, I, I was talking to Mary when I, you know, we were chatting outside and I said to her, you know, like, if you look at, we've both been involved from the beginning. If you look at the, the tagline, um, of the Stephen Lewis Foundation, but more specifically the Grandmother's Campaign. It's really changed over the years. So initially in 2006, so August 2006, um, the tagline was the dawn of the Grandmother's Campaign, um, the, the dawn of the, the Grandmother's Movement. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of the beginning. Um, and um, when people were dying in huge numbers and um, we will not rest until they can rest became something that the grandmothers in Canada Mm-hmm. Um, began to subscribe to. Um, about five years ago, uh, it changed to we will, you know, we can turn the tide of AIDS. And so turning the tide, turning things around. Mm-hmm. Um, and now nothing about us without us was, was the, the sort of the, the, um, the marching tune, um, that was, that was used when we were in South Africa where, where, um, people, the grandmothers, the African grandmothers are basically saying, you know, nothing about us without us. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've evolved over time, um, to become social activists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they were caregivers, but who, who are now also social activists. And that's a huge change from 10 years ago. Right. So it would be fair to say then that the, the, um, death rate from AIDS has, dropped precipitously it has 
I don't think they're out of the woods yet by any means, mm -hmm. but there's certainly more awareness, and I think that more medication is is, is um, getting there and so on, yes. Mm -hmm. And, and in, uh, I know in this country that um, we all, I think we probably all know people who are, are uh, living quite well, uh, HIV positive, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the modern drugs are keeping mm -hmm. th them in good health. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of getting these drugs uh, to the people who need them. And, and the other piece of that is that um, there needs to be work done on the stigma, because uh, very often women or people won't want to go for a diagnosis because they don't want to be shamed and mm -hmm, they don't want mm -hmm. it to be public that they have the disease, and so they off they may well miss out on the opportunity of of improving their health with whatever medication they could get. One of the concerns that's being expressed now um, at this particular juncture in time is, is if you look at the numbers of people with HIV and mm -hmm. AIDS in, in the, on the continent, it has dropped. Mm -hmm. And one has seen significant change from, you know, the late 1900s um, to early 2000s and, and, and where, where we are now. Um, there is a concern, though, that the funds are, are potentially drying up. Mm -hmm. And um, if that happens, that could really thwart every, all the progress that has been made to date. Um, there is a sense as well, though, that grassroots organizations and the work that they are doing um, are sort of gaining a new respect, mm -hmm. um, that the international community is be beginning to recognize that this is the way to go. Mm -hmm. And so there's a push now to ensure that the funds um, continue to be distributed to the various uh, grassroots organizations in sub-Saharan Africa because, as Marion says, you're looking at another 30 years before mm -hmm. um, this will epidemiologically mm -hmm. um, come to an end. Right, right. And I, I was just thinking here, too, that um, basically what's happened is the grandmothers have stepped in. Nobody had to tell them to. Right. The, they could see the need yeah. was there, and they they had their own grandchildren and other other children that, that needed yeah. the, the, the help, and so that's ongoing. And um, really... Uh, it, it's not as though somebody has, has come in from afar and said, well, we're going to help you people. No, it's not top-down. No. <laughs> Definitely not top-down. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, um, and I was just thinking, too, I've read recently that one of the things that the Clinton Foundation does is fund drugs for uh, AIDS in Africa. Mm -hmm. So you've probably got other uh, organizations like that that are, that are helping out. The, um, if you look at the, um, the most recent year in review, the Stephen Lewis Foundation, um, it, it talks about where the foundation receives funds. Mm -hmm. And I can't re recollect exactly what the stats are, but, uh, you know, at least a quarter of the funds it receives, um, are from the grandmother's campaign. Mm -hmm. But it also receives funds from private individuals, from other company organizations, right. um, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, I would assume that the, I, I, we all know the Clinton Foundation mm -hmm. right. is involved in antiretrovirals yeah. and right. dispersal of them. Yeah, they, but I guess um, the the foundation itself wouldn't be involved in dispersing medication mm -hmm. because right. their money all goes to organizations that are working in sub-Saharan Africa. Right. So um, if a, if one of those organizations is distributing medication, then you know it would sort of be one step one step removed. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, what the details are, but um, you know, I, d I did see that reference to mm -hmm. you know supplying money mm -hmm. for the drugs, which are required mm -hmm. for yes, sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and mm -hmm. that's what mm -hmm. keeps the 
people who are HIV positive, yes. keeps them healthy. Yes. And um, I'm, right. I'm presuming probably lowers their chance of infecting others. Well, for sure. I mean, one of the, one of the issues um, is not only the availability of the drugs, but taking the medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and then living a lifestyle that um, is commensurate with, with, with health and well-being. And so that's where some of the grassroots organizations come into play. Um, some of the grandmothers, for instance, um, you know, that I met in, in uh, South Africa and, and, and uh, Zambia, they actually go to homes in the community and ensure, you know, that somebody takes their drugs, whomever mm-hmm. takes their, you know, the antiretrovirals on a daily basis. There's an app, apparently, that some of the grandmothers have mm-hmm. um, that will remind people to take their drugs. So they send out a, a, an email blast or whatever kind of, you know, I guess it's an email blast of some mm-hmm. sort to people who are on antiretrovirals because a lot of people, even if you're poor, have these little cell phones. Mm-hmm. Um, they're yeah. actually phones, not not uh, uh, anything more than phones. Right. And um, so they can receive information that reminds them, take your drugs. Um, and then a lot of the projects have um, are, are, are involved with, with health and well-being. So they look at setting up gardens mm-hmm. so people can grow their own food and they look at nutrition and the role that nutrition plays um in you know combination with the antiretrovirals so it's sort of like everything goes hand in hand it's not just having the availability of drugs it's taking the drugs it's the stigma of taking the drugs it's young people who have issues around compliance mm-hmm. and don't want to take the drugs for the rest of their life and right, have real right. issues around quote compliance um, which we see here in North America as well with any young person with a chronic disease, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so basically, you're seeing you're seeing the mission evolve over time, uh, and we're probably you're you're doing less sort of direct aid for the children themselves to uh, being more of a, a force in getting handle on on the disease in the the places that are affected. Would that be fair? Um, um, I think that the main focus is still uh, ensuring that the grandmothers who are raising their grandchildren mm-hmm. are able to do it well and also supporting those grandmothers in doing the advocacy work and, and the political stuff that they need to do in order to um, change the whole system, the whole social structure which which needs to be changed in order for the the incidence of the disease to go down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did that answer your question? Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering, uh, too, about uh, uh, Stephen's uh, role. Is Has that sort of evolved, or is he still at the forefront? Uh, well, Stephen you Lewis? know, I think it depends on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, Stephen, I mean, Alana um, has quite the reputation now. And when you go to mm-hmm. Africa, she just is embraced everywhere as a Stephen. I mean, mm-hmm, Stephen could mm-hmm. walk around with a little halo over his head. I mean, they, they have, um, they are beloved and loved, mm-hmm. um, by, um, members of the grandmother's campaign and, the, and, and, um, the grandmothers who, uh, who, who know of him and know of them. Um, Stephen is, is, has got, um, a wider international reputation than does Alana. Mm-hmm. He's older. He's been in the game for a lot longer. Right. I mean, he, you know, I mean, Alana was worked the, in the United Nations for the United Nations as well. So I, I don't think I, I think he he's a um, likes to he's a modest gentleman, mm-hmm. and um, really the, I mean, he's there in name, and his name you know resounds with a lot of people. But the reality is the uh, 
Stephen Lewis Foundation, the mm-hmm. Grandmothers Campaign in specific, right. relies on the work of over 10,000 grandmothers across Canada. Mm-hmm. And now there's some groups in, in uh, Aussie land and, and mm-hmm. England. But it relies on the efforts of, of people like Marion and myself. Yes. Marion's a grandmother. I am not. To mm-hmm. fundraise and raise awareness, which is part of what this, this inter- these interviews is all about, is to raise awareness of what it is we're actually doing. Raising money—that's our big thing. Yeah. Raise money. Right. <laughs> Stand in solidarity with these grandmothers in, in South Africa. But in you, Africa, you could—you couldn't have a much better spokesperson, no, though, no. than Stephen was. That's, right. that's he, right. He's been here a few times, and uh, yeah, he's still—he's still, you know, keeps your attention. Oh, he's <laughs> so eloquent, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I think I'd kind of like to focus a little bit now on on how each of you have sort of become involved and how your roles have have evolved over the years. Marion. Well, Marion was a chair, so I think she should. Okay. <laughs> who's who's the senior the senior well, person here as far as <laughs> you, involvement? You, I was involved right from the beginning. Yes. Okay. Um, my my good friend Sheila Fallman, we have been friends through another organization for a long time. Um, decided that she wasn't busy enough, so she would start up a new group, and in, she invited five others to come to her living room, and we just chatted about this uh, new campaign that was happening. And it got started from there. So I was one of the six founding members. Um, about three years later, I more through, well, I don't know how long, much longer later it was. Five years, I guess. I became chair of the group for a couple mm-hmm. of years, and now I'm the treasurer. But um, also, also at the moment, I'm uh, sort of organising the Scrabble for Africa event. So uh, that's um, that's something that we do, we've done. This is our eighth event, I think, one of our major fundraisers for the year. Okay. And what happened is I was watching the news. Peter Mansbridge was on the radio, uh, was on TV, and um, it was the uh, right before the um, international, the 16th International AIDS Conference in Toronto. And um, I saw a piece by Peter on um, the grandmothers. Uh, Stephen Lewis was on the television, and he saw the grandmothers, saw the Canadian grandmothers, the African grandmothers, and I, you know, haven't done a lot of international volunteerism. I've done a lot of volunteerism throughout my life, but nothing internationally, and it just grabbed me. Um, I called the Stephen Lewis Foundation and said, is there a grandmothers group in Regina? And a couple of weeks later, I got a call back saying, there's a meeting in September uh, at the community center, the Cathedral Community Center, mm-hmm. and... I went to that first meeting and have been a member, very active ever since. So, um, I, I suppose, are there, are there other opportunities, like if you if you want to go and see what's going on, uh, how difficult is it to do that? Or like, I'm sure there are people that are quite content to, you know, and help in the organization and and uh, participate in in Scrabble and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But if somebody wants to get a little more involved and actually travel and, and see what's going on and see if they can perhaps play some kind of a role overseas, are, are there many opportunities for that? Not through the Stephen Lewis Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, the Stephen Lewis Foundation, and more specifically the Grandmother's Campaign, raises funds that um, are delivered to the Stephen Lewis Foundation, and the Stephen Lewis Foundation disperses funds to the 300-plus community um, organizations we three of our members have gone to africa the foundation offers an opportunity to go to actually see uh sort of boots on the ground to see what um the grassroots organizations look like to uh, meet some of the grandmothers 
to see some of the um, people who are um, dealing, leaving them with AIDS and HIV in their homes, um, to just get a real feel for what's going on. And then we come back and we share many stories with the rest of our group. But it, it's it's not something a lot of people have mm-hmm. the opportunity to do. The idea is not to be voyeurs. Um, mm-hmm. One has to be very sensitive and respectful um, when one goes over, because you're really going over to observe and to bring back. And there's a cost to going. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we pay our own way. Um, some of my friends were surprised. That, you know, they were thought, oh, a lot, actually, a number of people were surprised. Absolutely, when we go as a delegate of the foundation, you cover all your own expenses, and it's not an inexpensive thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not because one of us has more of a commitment than another. It's just I happen to have... Um, my sister left me some money, and I thought, mm-hmm. I'm going to go use the rest of her money to, to, to see what's going on there. Yeah. And then you bring it back and share it with one another. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a win-win. One of the th- we're actually, and the Stephen Lewis Foundation actually discourages people from inviting themselves to go mm-hmm. to the organizations because <laughs> it's a big deal to have somebody come from Canada to your yeah. organization to have a look. And, pe- and those organizations don't have the time to stop and show you around. They've got work to do. And they don't have the extra money that it would take to entertain you or give you a meal or whatever. And so it's much better just to let them do their work and to um, feed into them whatever they need to to do the great work they're doing. And I think that brings up a really important point that the money that you raise uh, is basically doing what you want it to do. That's right. Not very much of it is going to be... Uh, used up, and none of it is going to be used for frivolous, frivolous what people oh, might say no, is frivolous right. travel. Nope. Anything that's like right. that. Anybody that's traveling needs to go, and uh, probably a very, very uh, low percentage of administrative costs. 9%. So 9% administrative costs. Um, I think it's 11%. Um, I forget what that 11% is for, but mm-hmm. 90, something like 80 or 90% um, is goes right to the projects mm-hmm. um, in sub-Saharan Africa. And if you look at charities of any type, um, those administrative costs can vary wildly. Yeah, kept really low. Um, uh, Stephen Lewis Foundation is recognized by, um, is it Imagine Canada? Well, I don't know, I think it's called Imagine Canada, mm-hmm. that um, looks at... Um, uh, standards of mm-hmm. various organizations and how money funds are dispersed, etc., uh, etc., et um, and it, it ranks right up there. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're listening to uh, Human Rights Radio on CJTR. I'm Jim Hutchings, and I'm talking with uh, Gail Greenberg and Marion Tudor, and we will be right back. We ducked inside the doorway, thunder went crashing. As majestic bells of bolts struck shadows in the sounds, seeming to be the chimes of freedom flashing, flashing for the warriors whose strength is not to fight, flashing for the refugees. On the unarmed road of flight And for each and every underdog soldier in the night And we gazed upon the chimes of freedom flashing Through the city's melted furnace 
Unexpectedly we watched With faces hidden As the walls were tightening As the echo of the wedding bells Before the blowing rain Dissolved into the bells of the lightning Tolling for the rebel Tolling for the rake Tolling for the luckless They are abandoned and forsaken Tolling for the outcast Burning constantly at stake And we gazed upon the chimes of freedom flashing Through the mad, mystic hammering Of the wild, ripping hail The sky cracked its palms in naked wonder As the clinging of the church bells Blew far into the breeze Leaving only bells of lightning and its thunder Striking for the gentle Striking for the kind Striking for the guardians And protectors of the mind And the poet and the painter Far behind his rightful time And we gazed upon the chimes of freedom flashing In the wild cathedral evening The rain unraveled tales For the disrobed faceless forms of no position Tolling for the tongues With no place to bring their thoughts All down in taking for granted situations Tolling for the deaf and blind Tolling for the mute For the mistreated mateless mother The mistitled prostitute For the misdemeanor outlaw Chained and cheated by pursuit And we gazed upon the chimes of freedom flashing Even though a cloud's white curtain In a far-off corner flared And the hypnotic splattered mist Was slowly lifting Electric light still struck like arrows Fired but far the ones Condemned to drift Or else be kept from drifting Tolling for the searching ones On their speechless seeking trail 
Of course, that was the incomparable uh, Bob Dylan, and uh, we are playing a disc from the special set that you can buy from Amnesty. I'll only say that once, uh, <laughs> um, but it's a four it's a four CD set, and uh, it's with the exception of the one that we were just listening to. Uh, they're all covers, uh, all kinds of songs, like say a four CD four CD set. And that's the only one that uh, that Bob actually sings on, and the title of that one was, of course, Chimes of Freedom. Um, but anyway, this is Human Rights Radio, and uh, we are talking about grandmothers to grandmothers with our special guests, Gail Greenberg and Marion Tudor. And um, one of their big fundraisers that we hold locally here on an annual basis is... Scrabble for Africa. Ah, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, one Sunday afternoon we, this year, it's October the thirtieth. We get together. Um, people sign up ahead of time, and either as a team, four or three, or as individuals, and they raise funds just like what you do for a sponsored walk or something like that. Get some sponsors and some pledges, and bring along some some money, and play a game of Scrabble. And it can you can play competitively, or you can just play for fun. Uh, there is a prize for the the team that uh, gets the most points, but there are also other prizes that are just done by a draw. We have awesome prizes, and lots of people go away with something interesting. Um, we've, this is our eighth time we've done this, mm -hmm. and we raise about $10,000 each time, which is wow. absolutely fantastic because there are very few expenses to this event. Mm -hmm. um, there are refreshments, but we donate those ourselves, and um, we have a door prize quite often too, um, but there's no there's no cost to taking part except that we want you to bring some some pledges from other people. Right, right. So the there um, 
the way to register is to phone or email, and we will sign you up. Um, the the phone number is three zero six seven eight nine three two five zero, which is actually my home phone number. And you can uh, email our um, grandmother's group at g four g regina at sastel dot net, and that'll be passed along to me, and I will sign you up. So, how long have you personally been playing Scrabble? Oh, personally, I've been playing Scrabble since I was a teenager. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm very good at it. <laughs> um, and I love to play Scrabble. And, and one of the reasons that we that some of the groups across Regina do this Scrabble event is because Stephen Lewis is so much about words. He uh, he loves words. He's very eloquent. And so um, I think it was an Edmonton group that picked this up the first time. Ah. And it was such a, a, a good fundraiser that it's kind of spread across the country. So it originated in Edmonton? I believe so. The first event, I believe, was in Edmonton, and then they sort of documented how they did it, and then the rest of us picked up on it and made it our own. Right. So uh, that's awesome. But you definitely don't need to be a good Scrabble player to come. I must emphasize that. Um, there'll be instructions on how to play, and there'll be other people there who are experts and other people who've never played before, and it's just for fun. Yeah. And I, I have images of Marion playing with her grandchild, <laughs> and so we see some of the players come with their grand. I mean, her, and her grandchild is grown up now. Mm -hmm. um, but I, you know, it's not uncommon for for some of the players to come with their grandkids. Mm -hmm. um, I want to mention the prizes only okay. because I'm big on the prizes, and I've been <laughs> fortunate to uh, shop. I love shopping with someone else's money, and we've been very fortunate. Uh, Taylor Automotive Group has been our sponsor. Wow. Um, I think from the get go. Uh, so we're looking at into our tenth year. They give us. They sponsor the event, and because of their sponsorship, we are able to go out and shop and come up with some really cool prizes for men, women, young people. Um, so there's at least 25 prizes that are going to be um, on a displayed on a table, and they're just you know you, you'll everybody will be given a number. It's a random if your number is called, you just kind of you know have the opportunity to go up to the prize table and pick up something cool. Um, some of the prizes are donated, but many are purchased. So it's, it adds to the festivities. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people walk away with something. That's um, right. It's yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah. And one, one of the other things that, that's kind of cool is that you can actually um, uh, develop a fundraising page on the Stephen Lewis website so that you can fundraise through um, th online. And so if you've got if you don't have many friends and relatives in the city here that would mm -hmm. want to sponsor you you can do it all online and and gain funds that way and that makes it really easy. Wow. So I'm just wondering do you have an umpire at your uh at your Scrabble uh, tournament, as it were. Well, you know, it's interesting. Over the years, um, there have been there have been people who've sort of challenged some of the mm -hmm. rules because there are online rules. Because for mm -hmm. a, a while, there people were playing online. That was really uh, mm -hmm. a big trend, um, and those rules were a little different. Yes. Um, so now, what we do is we we you know we. When we display the games on the table, we make sure everybody has a set of rules, and we go by those rules. Okay. <laughs> Although it's fun, it's a fun yeah. afternoon. Yes. So if yes. you pull out your your you know your you know iPhone and you throw in some letters and you know see what's going to come up, so what? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's 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 really only competitive for those who want to be competitive. That's and right. so we are looking for any teams yes. right. that want to yeah. pay competitively because yeah. you know I mean there are some people who really. 
you know, generate a lot of points. Did, do you have a reference book that you say, well, this is our Bible. This is the book. And if your word's not in, then Yeah, we do have a couple and, of Scrabble dictionaries. Okay. That's right. We also have some cheat sheets that are available for a small fee. Okay. Things like um, uh, words with three or four vowels in them or Q words without a U and things like that. So that mm-hmm. if somebody's really stuck, they can... For a small fee, yeah. like two dollars, a loony or a toonie, yeah, like right. really yeah. small. They can uh, they can um, get one of those. I know when I've uh, I I know a number of people who uh, are really into Scrabble yeah. and, and you know the online games mm-hmm. that are similar to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen some really strange words up yes. there that I do not recognize and yeah. have no idea what they mean, right. but they're valid for Scrabble. That's right, and that's that's interesting <laughs> because I play uh, online a little bit too, just for mm-hmm. fun, to keep my brain going. And when I go to England and play with my sister, I have to be really careful about which words I use because, mm-hmm. like, QA... Yes. QA or QI? QA, QI, I think, is a word. But she doesn't think it is. Okay. And, and I can't tell her what it means. <laughs> and that's what happens. A lot of these two-letter words, no yes, one knows what they mean. That's right. So yes. so I can't use those words when I'm there. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I, well, because she is fairly competitive, and I don't want to, this ah, to be a, okay. a, a really competitive thing. So I try to keep to the, to the plainer words. So I'm, I'm presuming these don't show up in the Oxford I can't remember. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, the life, but, but this, but this little book, I got yeah. the I, you know, abundance of words yes. mm-hmm. that you, you really don't know, and you don't have to know yeah. what they mean. Yeah. You just have to make sure they're in the book, and they are a word. So, yeah. One of the other things we did last time, and we're hoping to do it again, is to have a little bit of a media challenge. We had two teams oh. from the media last year, mm-hmm. la- two years ago, I guess mm-hmm. it was, and they competed against each other, and one of them got a little fancy certificate saying that they were the winner of the media challenge, and we'd love to do that again this year. So if you think there are people around here that would like to join a team and come and play, that would be awesome. So what's sort of the percentage of people who are really taking Scrabble seriously and the people there who are just there for fun? Oh, I would think probably, I don't know, not even 50% are taking it seriously, oh, I wouldn't yeah, think. There's one table that comes each time that that seem to, they must be professionals i think because they seem to make an awful lot more points than everybody else but nobody really cares i mean they do win a prize but having right. the most points um but that's not what really what it's all about it's, it's fun we'd, yeah. we'd rather have a big competition around those who bring the most money uh-huh. Which <laughs> and there is a prize for the team that raises the most funds too wow Okay. I was recently at a new a restaurant in town, the Hunter Gatherers, which is that new vegetarian place on Fifteenth. Fifteenth, mm-hmm. and when we were leaving, I, my friend Miriam pointed out to me. She said, "Oh, look, look at the backdrop. They have um, behind the cache. They have a, a bunch of old boards, you know, Scrabble mm-hmm. boards." Mm-hmm. So I, you know, she brought that to my attention. So I said to the gentleman, one of the fellows there, Neil, I said, "Oh." You like to play Scrabble? Come, Scrabble, come join us. You know, <laughs> so um, hopefully we'll see him there as well. Awesome, awesome. So, do you have this uh, competition or something like it just at this time of the year? Are there any other times when you would would have another Scrabble, basically to accomplish the same thing? But uh, um, I'm just wondering. There are people that are playing Scrabble all the time, and they might appreciate another opportunity to do something like this. No, we only do it once a year. We have other fundraisers that we have planned throughout the year, and our volunteer pool is limited. Mm -hmm. So although Scrabble doesn't take a huge number of volunteers or a huge amount of work, I'm not sure that we could really fit in another one in the year. But um, we do encourage people to come to all our different fundraisers. I'm just wondering, too, here, when you sort of get down to the... um, 
oh, say the, the end. How long is this going to take, by the way? Like, when you start off, I, I presume you're all starting off at the same time. So what, yes. what time is that again? Well, the games will probably get started about 2.15. We ask people to register about 1.30, and then we get settled and explain the rules and so on. And so we'll probably get started about 2.15, and we'll be all done by about 4. About 4. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, do you have kind of knockouts, or you just sort of see how everybody's done at the end of the of the afternoon, or how uh, well, how do you determine who the winners are? Right. Well, everybody plays one game, and that's mm. the game that counts for the points. Okay. If somebody finishes fairly early and wants to start another game just for fun, they can do that. Mm -hmm. But we also will have some little word quizzes and games that people can do to fill in the time until everybody's finished, and we've counted all the scores and decided who's won. And there are refreshments and an opportunity to visit, and it's really just a fun afternoon. There's no sort of bell at the end to say mm -hmm. you have to stop. It's so, not a tournament, really. It's just the one game. So you don't have, like, a grand champion team or, or anything like that? Not, it's not a tournament format, yeah, no. Right. Mm -hmm. Just whichever team in that one game... Uh, gets the most. So points. it's pretty much a fun thing. Oh yes. Yeah, low stress. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> well, I think for most people, I mean, yeah. there may be some people that take it seriously yeah. enough mm -hmm. that they really want to win, and that's fine too. But most of us, not to worry. Yes, just have fun. Right, yeah. right. Um, okay, so fill me in then on what happens. Um, like, how is it organized as far as the money here? Where does it go from here? I can tell you that. Um, when people She's the treasurer. <laughs> <laughs> she gets to count it all and double count it. And, oh, my right. gosh. <laughs> well, the money that is, that is raised online goes straight to the Stephen Lewis Foundation, no problem. But the money that comes into us by either check or cash, we, um, we uh, deposit it all into our bank account here. Mm -hmm. And anybody that has donated $20 or more will get a tax receipt through the Stephen Lewis Foundation. So it's really important that when people bring their pledges that they have the contact information and the amount for each person who's pledged. Mm -hmm. And then we send that information into the Stephen Lewis Foundation and they will then send the receipts back to the people. Okay. So that goes right to the Stephen Lewis Foundation. Um, I'm just wondering... As far as the the people that are that are getting the pledges, uh, what's the record been for pledges? Like, oh. you must have some people that are really good at this. I think yes. Well, we have <laughs> one person in particular who probably raises I don't know fifteen hundred dollars, something like that. Yes, yeah, at least. And she right. does a lot yeah. of online. Her family yeah. is very spread out, and she just expects them to donate to this. And she says, "Here we go again." Yep. Please send your money, yep. and they do. <laughs> but you know what? You can twenty dollars gets a tax receipt. We have players mm -hmm. who yes. come, yes. and they give us twenty dollars. And the success of this foundation yeah. and the grandmother's campaign is built on fundraiser upon fundraiser, per, fundraiser upon fundraiser, mm -hmm. and small amounts that cumulatively make for the big dollars. So, you know, uh, yeah. you can bring in fifteen hundred dollars. You can bring in fifty dollars. Yeah. It really, it's just. Do you have, do you have Not that it doesn't make a difference, but you know, I mean, mm -hmm. oh, I up. wouldn't and stop if you if twenty five dollars is what you can manage, then twenty five dollars is what you can manage. And right. the other thing that some people do is that they know that they're going to make a substantial donation to the Stephen Lewis Foundation sometime in the year. Why not do it through this event? Mm -hmm. um, and then the tax receipts done, and that's all looked after. Right, right. So regardless of whether they like Scrabble yeah, or not, that's right. And I suppose you could just drop in with your checkbook. And uh, and just socialize, you watch could. what's going on, and uh, and write a check. 
Absolutely. Does anybody do that or they all take part? Um, I don't think anybody has, I think everybody has taken part, but we have had some walk-ins on the day sometimes. Somebody will just have seen it advertised um, at the last minute and will just come and write us a check. And right, pay. right. Yeah. Um, is there uh, is there anything, uh, I, I'm just presuming here you've got a table set up with information about grandmothers to grandmothers mm -hmm. so that if they're not exactly sure what's going on or if they want to be updated, there's there's material there that they could peruse mm -hmm. and uh, and see what's going on. That's right. Yep. There um, will certainly be information, mm -hmm. yes. Okay. Um, I'm just thinking probably this is something that uh, you, you should have somebody doing uh, social media. You should be tweeting, you should be Instagramming, you should be Facebooking all through the... Uh, do you have anybody uh, designated to be... Doing that, I or do you think we have anybody doing it during the event? We certainly have Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's right there, and that's shared very widely right. through Facebook. But I don't know whether we have somebody actually doing it at the time. Well, we certainly could. We could. I mean, I uh, think one of idea. our members, Susan Holmes, is the chair, the mm -hmm. new chair of our communication committee, and it is her responsibility, um, along with the others on her on her committee, mm -hmm. to um, do all sorts of communication, and that does mean media outreach. Right. So right. certainly, f of which Facebook and Twitter and, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, radio interviews and TV interviews and press and media is all part of um, that portfolio. Yeah, I, I noticed uh, here that lately, I don't do an awful lot on, on, uh, on the uh, social media, but I, I do a little bit, and I noticed that you can actually... Uh, uh, stream video live mm -hmm. on on Twitter or mm -hmm. Facebook. I think I'm not not that sure about that, but uh, mm -hmm. that would be an interesting way of sharing what's actually well, going on. And I thought know? of doing it because my children live in another another province, and they've both said at various times they'd like to play. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, that I'm sure there would be a way of getting hey, one of them to be them the in. fourth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> having them be the fourth person on my my <laughs> friend's team. You know. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> that would be interesting. It would be, but it's, I would imagine it's quite doable. FaceTime them in, I mean, Skype them in, yeah, yeah. for right. sure. Uh, have either of you been particularly successful at your Scrabble games uh, when you're playing? Uh, no interest. <laughs> <laughs> I've, you know, Marion has run it a few times. Um, I've, I've run the event uh, several times. So when you're running the event, mm -hmm. um, you're busy with the event. You're not absolutely playing. So it's a nice way of getting out of having to play if you're not... Big on plane. So you're not scrabbling. I'm counting money. Oh. You know, and with that money, I, I, you know, my own back of my head, I know where the money is going because I had the opportunity mm -hmm. to see some of the projects that receive funds um, from the Stephen Lewis Foundation. So it it's, has especially strong meaning for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Marion, are you a formidable player? I wouldn't like to say that, but um, <laughs> the times I have played, I've usually played with my grandchildren, and we've just played kind of for fun. So right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, we've we've talked about there are some people that take it quite seriously, mm -hmm. right? but yes, uh, but you don't have any altercations or people. Uh, no, no, we haven't had any fisticuffs <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> Upsetting the board and uh. nope. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Is there anybody there that's specifically sort of poised to talk about what the funds are, are all about for somebody that's, I mean, and we talked about the materials that will be there, mm -hmm. but it probably would be useful to have somebody there that is ready to talk about what it's all about. We don't, um, we, you know, we have a number of fundraisers throughout the year, mm -hmm. and our signature fundraiser is in the spring, and often 
at that spring fundraiser, um, there is a speaker who um, does a presentation about the Stephen Lewis Foundation, the Grandmothers Campaign, and the work um, that we do. But at this particular event, no. Um, it based, people come, it's, as Marion has said, it's a fun afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> people just play away. Um, there is plenty of opportunity, though, to learn more about the work of the Foundation and mm-hmm. to learn more about our specific work of course, via online. Right. Um, but um, I've recently returned from Africa, and mm-hmm. I'm in the process of starting to do presentations around the community oh, great. about my time in, in Zambia and South Africa. Mm-hmm. So if anybody is interested in hearing more about our the work of the foundation and my specific experience, um, I'd be a pleasure to do a presentation. So um, I can be reached through uh, the Grandmothers for Grandmothers website. Mm-hmm. So you would be a person that someone could come to, absolutely, um, if they go to the to the Scrabble event. Absolutely, and you'd be able to tell them for sure. Yeah, awesome. And um, so basically, they, they could also get online and find grandmothers to grandmothers. Uh, is that what they would look for on? All you have to Google is literally the letter G, the number four, and the letter G, G for G, and your first hit will be um, G for G Regina. Actually, if you go G for G Regina, your first hit will take us right to uh, our website. Okay, and finally, I'm just wondering, are you looking for more people, or maybe there's no need, I'm just thinking if you're looking for more people to sort of take uh, take part in the administration of the uh, of the actual event. Do you, do you need help? I guess basically is we what don't I'm need saying. help for the for Scrabble because our membership are you know our volunteers, um, but we're a group that is looking for more members, mm-hmm. and so we are open to the public. We are looking for either grandmothers or um, anybody who is interested in, in um, fundraising for the campaign and would like to do some international volunteerism, this is one route to go. Um, so we're an open group. We invite you to come to our meetings. If you go to our website, you'll find out more information. We meet about the meetings. We meet once a month, every Tuesday, one Tuesday a month um, from 7 to 9. So we embrace new members. So um, always come on by out. 9 o'clock. It's not a late yep. evening. <laughs> Well, I want to thank the two of you for coming. We've reached the end of our hour. And I have been uh, talking to uh, Gail Greenberg and Marion Tudor of Grandmothers to Grandmothers and Scrabble and and um, the Stephen Lewis Foundation. And uh, if you want to find out any more, you can go online and, and do that. And we're going to close this week's Human Rights Radio on CJTR Community Radio. And we hope you've enjoyed listening to and have learned something new about human rights for all people. Pioneering human rights campaigner Peter Benenson said only when the last prisoner of conscience has been freed, the last torture chamber has been closed, the United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights is a reality for the world's people, will our work be done?